0: If you've ever found yourself passionately curious, the tide to soak knowledge and question the how and why, and think you might have the curiosity to push past average, push all the way to limitless, then welcome to Sales Network One. Sebastian Vivacqua is an expert on the human connection of sales in life and business. And he's here to evolve our thinking about the psychology of selling. You'll also hear from sales heroes, growth addicts, and rising stars on their strategies, methodologies, and techniques. All tools you can use for your own limitless growth. It's the concepts, the fundamentals, even things you've heard before, but presented in a way that just makes sense. Now, let's get into it.
1: All right, guys. So today we have a special episode. I was actually at the Web conference in Amsterdam. It was really off the charts. And it was the, the, the 14th edition of this awesome event. And it's one of the biggest uh, tech conferences for Europe, actually. The founder is Boris Velhausen van Santen. And I was present for the second day of this event where I got to meet with people from all around the globe. And And funny that I even got to talk with Victor, the dad from Boris, the founder. Definitely had some uh, great talks with so many people. Firstly, I'd like to congratulate the Tech 5 top three winners of the hottest startups of europe in first place we had two good to go from denmark in second place unifly from belgium and third place ambabble from portugal there was also the chivas venture finals chivas regal the whiskey brand yep and they gave away Each year, 1 million euros with no strings attached to startups that focus on helping through technology, communities, and environment. This year, there was four judges, and even one of them was Sui Saldana, the actress from Marvel. Great to watch the uh, different startups pitching their businesses. And congrats here again to the main runners-up and the main winner from Mexico, Celinat, who received 310000 in no strings attached funding, actually. So, pretty great. Now... Guess who opened up the main stage of the TNW? Guy Kawasaki, yep. I wasn't there on that day, but I got to watch his talk live from Vimeo at least. And he made me laugh that he arrived to the stage telling a funny story of how some students came to him excited to take a picture, thinking he was Jackie Chan. (laughs) But there was hundreds of great speakers on both days. And I'm gonna focus on the two awesome speakers I got to shortly interview to discuss sales and marketing. Firstly, I had Chris Hall, He founded Label A, a digital agency, and Binder, uh, which was founded in 2014 by him. That one, that's an award-winning marketing company in digital asset, it's a digital asset management platform. And basically you can say it's invisible databases running in the background, to put it in simple words, but it's currently being used by half a million marketeers. So it's definitely a big success. And last year they acquired WebDAM, For 49 million, which was uh, basically its biggest competitor. So they recently went through through that acquisition. And Chris Hall himself, he's a growth addict and and a born entrepreneur with an all in one skill set. Like he said, he was never not an entrepreneur and he actually never had a boss. Uh, A fun fact from him is that in 2017, after his uh, company announced a joint venture, Chris got a tattoo of Binder in his arm. (laughs) That's pretty funny, actually. And he's been a speaker previously at uh, TNW. I had the pleasure this year to listen to the great talk he gave, and he was interviewed by Boris Philhausen van Santen, actually. I must say, you could feel the synergies of Boris and Chris, and his focus was uh, it was focused on how startups can sustain and scale growth after going through acquisition and global expansion. That was, um, that was super great, uh, packed with a lot of great information for those that got the, the, the chance to, to be there. And despite being extremely busy himself, he, he still gave me his time to shortly talk about sales and marketing with me. So let's dive, let's dive right into it. Thanks a lot for, uh, for for giving me your sure, your well. time. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you in the show. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, from your perspective, you you, you sit on the you're, you're a venture capitalist now, and running both companies Label A. You also have Binder from the sales and marketing perspective, as you also are very technical and also a lot of things. Yeah. So you're all over the place. How did you manage to get both of them up and running, and also talking into the the, the like, Binder? You did scale it up, and then you talked about that you did a, a joint ventures. So yeah, we did a lot
2: of M But I think um, to start off with, sales is such an important aspect of, of any company, obviously. And um, I, you know, I believe that that the especially as a founder and a, and a and a CEO. You need to have sold that part. You need to understand what that customer needs, what that customer wants, and what what what, and how you can sell to that customer. Um, it's not something I believe that you, if you're not selling the product, it, just hiring a salesperson to solve that problem is likely not going to work. If you can't sell the product as a founder, anybody in the sales won't be able to do it either because then you might have a product problem. Or uh, yeah. So I think um, the, the, the founder team has to have a, a I don't know, a strong interest in, in all these disciplines. So they need to understand the marketing, the sales, the product, the development, um, because you, know, you that's something that you all need to put together in your head when you're talking to these customers. You need to think, exactly. like, is there a product fit? What other features do we need to get this deal in? Or And that's sort of firsthand information that I think is vital to drive product, to drive sales, to drive growth. You need to understand that, that, that customer. I think that's a very key part. If that's missing, it's not something you can substitute with just hiring somebody else.
1: Yeah, and I, I totally know where you're, where you're coming from there and I understand, I understand your point. But uh, sort, of t- sort of to give a different perspective to the audience as well, I think you might be like, uh, you-, you can be like a, the founder, you can be a couple of founders there, and they're very technical. They have sort of, they're able to get, you know, the early adopters in, but now they're trying to scale, you know, and, and they're they're, tr- they're struggling to actually get this structure with sales and marketing to be able to do that. Yeah. Despite having all the skills, as you're saying, what's your advice to those guys?
2: I, I think that there's only one way to do it. It's just be really scrappy about it. Be really hands on and and it's trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. You just have to make it work. There's no quick fix. There's no, um, uh, there's only one way to do it and it's just really try, 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 try. And uh, um, you know, at a certain skill, once you get a certain amount of traction, you can start hiring people that know what they're doing. Right. Um, but.
1: At what stage would you do that?
2: As soon as possible. As soon as you have that revenue, but if 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 you don't know what they need to be doing, it's you know you're setting yourself up for failure as well. It's it's when you hire people, you you need to understand exactly what they're what they're doing. Unless you're at a much later scale, when you're sort of hiring people that have all that experience in a larger scale, yeah, they'll tell you what they need to be doing. Uh, right. But in the beginning, it really is about uh, understanding. If you can't make a sale, don't expect to be able to hire somebody that can make a sale. That's uh, 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 you, you. really have a problem. It's not going to solve that problem. <laughs> it's going to be a disappointment because that salesperson, you know, they're not going to work magic. If you if you can't sell it, they won't. You know, you're not going to find anybody that can.
1: Great, great. I think you unpacked it and you finished it great right, right there. So thanks a lot, Chris. Now for our second speaker, we actually I I actually had the pleasure to talk with. Pamela Kaupinen. She is the Senior VP of Strategies at Hello Society, which is a marketing agency that creates a a nice ecosystem between brands and influencers. And and the brand was actually acquired in 2016 by the New York Times. Pamela uh, joined the Hello Society team from her previous role as Executive Director for the GQ Magazine, which is part of the Condé Nast, a premier media company that you probably heard of. She has been very busy this year being a speaker at uh, several, several large conferences in Europe. Uh, but if, if you get to meet her, you can, you can really feel that she's a super warm marketer and that loves strategy and design. And her talk was actually really cool. It was about IQ as an in influence quotient. And it was focused on the case study Hello Society did behind scenes with uh, influencers and, and best practices for creating social content, tapping, uh, influential voices. She was awesome, and many made it time to sit down with me to have a quick conversation. And, and, and again, we talked about sales and marketing and the role of influencers. So, let's get into it. All right, I'm here with uh, I'm here with uh, Pamela Kaplan, the Senior VP at Hello Society. She just gave an amazing talk at the TNW in the venue to, in the second venue. And as you're constantly in contact with influencers. Maybe you can share with us what is it like for them, what are the struggles and and the the challenges, and maybe one of the things that you mentioned there, some of the mistakes that they probably make. Uh, Something to point out to the audience.
3: Yeah, I think one thing about influencers, they're often misunderstood. And so our presentation at The Next Web today was really to help people understand consumers from, or consumer perspectives and influencer perspectives of influencers themselves. So I think the biggest challenge for them is really being taken seriously and people understanding the amount of work and the dedication and the strategies that go into being a successful influencer. So one of our biggest learnings is that influencers actually consider themselves content creators and so first and foremost, creating social content is what they do as a profession, and they're really just influential as a result of that.
1: Wow, that's wonderful. Real, really like that, you, you, you made it super concise. <laughs> that uh, getting That's uh, that's one of the questions that I wanted to ask, and then the, the, the final one that I wanted to wrap up here, because I know that you're super busy, is as a senior VP of, of strategies, of course, you need to create this nice ecosystem between the brands and the influencers. So what's your what's your sales and marketing strategy for Hello Society?
3: Great, that's a great question. So I think the most important thing for sales and marketing strategies is really having a clear value proposition that you bring to the market. And we have sort of a four-pronged value proposition, but the one thing that really sets us apart, and I think it's very important for all really brands and marketers to know and, and focus on in sales, is to be able to quantify your value prop what is it that you do and how do you quantify it. So it's easy for brands to make claims of how they do things and why they're the best fit for consumers or business to business, but for us it's it's research. And so what I presented today was a custom research study and everything we do is wrapped with research. So our sales force goes to market with um, insights-based learnings for our clients and then when we do work with brands and influencers, we make sure to then build in measurement research as well. So then we can report back on the success of the partnership.
1: Wonderful. All right. Well, I think that was, that was great. You unpacked it really well on those two questions. <laughs> Loved it because I see there you gave a, a great presentation. You're on to it. Now, if people want to get in contact with you, how can I do that?
3: Well, because I work in social media, I would say follow me on Instagram at P K A U P I N E N P Coppin hope to see you there.
1: Wonderful, thank you. All right, so wrapping it up for our second episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and at the same time, let me remind you, or hopefully, you got to take advantage of the early bird fifty percent off tickets for the, for the next for next year's uh, TNW. Great. Well, I'm going to leave some uh, show notes, of course, from from this episode. And, And again, thanks a lot for listening. Until the next one.
0: This has been Sales Network One. Covering the concepts, the fundamentals, things you've heard others ramble on about, but in an innovative, exciting way that just makes sense. Join Sebastian again on the next episode. Subscribe now so you're first to hear it. And if you really liked it, give us a five-star review or share this episode with a friend. Our website is salesnetworkone.com. Hasta la vista, baby.